All right. Well, welcome to the Encounters podcast. Welcome, welcome. We are here. I am Steve Durr, and I'm here with, why don't you guys say who you are? Steve Thompson is here. Christine Baucamp is here. All right. We're doing a round table via Zoom. We are on Zoom. We're Zooming it. Zoom, zoom, zoom. This here comes the, the Zoom. round table you've had so far. So since we're since we're doing Zoom, why don't we all say where we are located? Because we could be anywhere. I'm currently in my bedroom, hunkered down. My kids call it the cave. They say dad's in the cave. How about you guys? I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> you are you are not. I, you have your camera on, I can tell. You are not. If if so, it looks like the most comfortable bathroom I've ever seen. I'm in the living room. I am in Yes. Very spacious bathroom. Now you've got me wanting to restart this whole podcast. (laughs) How about you, Christine? I'm just sitting in the dining room. Nice. That's awesome. Well, wonderful. Well, Christine, this past Sunday, led us in the story, the encounter story of Ruth. And it was just a, a bold story. I was just reminded of how bold Ruth really was, you know, and, uh, And Christine, just remind us again of one of the key points or key themes in the story of Ruth. Yeah, sure. So um, one of the the key points that we actually didn't, you know, like dive too deep into is, is inheritance. You know, the point of the redemption was actually, uh, you know, it could, the land and everything with it could be bought back um, so that that lineage could continue. And so that refers to the inheritance, what gets passed down to what members of the family. And that would be sons, of course. Uh, We know that this story, um, you know, its backdrop is patriarchy. Um, That's not a problem. You know, that's just the way that it was. And so we needed sons to continue on the inheritance. So basically, for those of you who maybe weren't there on Sunday or don't know the story of Ruth, uh, you've got this mother-in-law, this mother, Naomi, two sons who die after getting married to some Moabite women. Uh, One is Ruth, and uh, she can't have children it appears. And, uh, and so, uh, this woman, Naomi, this, uh, Israelite woman is, uh, you know, obviously upset, uh, going to go back to Israel and, uh, Ruth, this Moabite woman says, I'm going to go back with you and, and is loyal to, um, Naomi and, uh, goes back to Israel with Naomi, but like Christine said, there's really, how do you have an inheritance? There's no land really for Naomi. How can they get the land? How can they have the inheritance without any kids? And, and Ruth doesn't have a lot of prospects. She's a, she's a woman who can't appear to have children. She's a foreigner. And how's Naomi's family going to keep moving forward? So that's good. So Tom, so you have a, you have a passage, I think from Ruth, Ruth chapter four, that kind of lays out a critical moment in the story of Ruth where Ruth encounters Boaz, um, one of their family members who seems to want to be willing to take up this kinsman redeemer kind of role to redeem the family 
Uh, can you talk about that real quick and then read this passage a second? Yeah, Ruth basically risks um, possible uh, shame or failure or worse uh, with this indecent proposal. <laughs> uh, that, was she pro- that was clever. That was clever. This proposal and and Boaz is willing to take her up, but there's something he has to clear up first. So he heads to the town gate. This is chapter four of Ruth, uh, where that's the business place at City Hall, basically sat down there just as the family guardian he had mentioned came along. So there was another closer kin, closer next of kin than Boaz, and he had to clear things with him first. So he said, come over here, my friend, sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, sit here. And they did so. Then he said to the family guardian, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. By the way, I'm reading out of the, uh, and uh, it's not the NLT, it's the TNIV, just in case anybody was following along. Just thought of that. Uh, I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not, tell me so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you and I am then next in line. I will redeem it, he said. Uh, Then Boaz said, on the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the family guardian said, oh, well, then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate, so you redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. Now, in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. Okay, so just a side note, this is an interesting thing, because whenever this book was written, it was far enough removed from this historical period that evidently the author felt like he needed to explain why he was passing the guy his sandal. Um, so that was just, that's just interesting to me. So the family guardian said to Boaz, buy it yourself. And he removed his sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people today, you are witnesses that I have bought from Naomi, all the property of Elimelech, Kilon and Malon. I have also acquired Ruth, the Moabite, Malon's widow as my wife in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property so that his name will not disappear from among, from among his family or from his hometown. Today, you are witnesses. Now, Christine, you brought up something I thought was really interesting right before we started kind of talking right kind of before now online, uh, online here. Uh, you brought up the idea of inheritance as being a, that theme and, um, and more and how important that was in this story and that kind of struck you and especially as we just read that in Ruth chapter four you can hear how important it is uh, obviously enough to take off a sandal and hand it to someone (laughs) you know what I mean as a germaphobe I'm already going I don't know if I like this culture so that's a big risk yeah yeah that's a big risk you know you never know uh where that's been um but but you know, when you think of inheritance and in your study for uh, the message this past week, when, when you 
spoke on Ruth. What were some things that you came across when it came to inheritance and what was at stake in the inheritance? Inheritance is everything here. It's, it literally is everything. It is the name, it is the land, and even more than that, it is their connection with God. God is the one that has made these promises to the Israelites, right? So when you're, when they have uh, something to pass down to their family, yes, there is, there's material, you know, thing, this land, which is, you know, basically their survival, you know, uh, it wasn't like there were other places to go and work. The, the family stayed together, right? The family lands stayed together. The, you had to have sons to pass that on. But uh, they also really held, you know, closely the promises of God. Their whole future was hanging on this. And so um, on what God said to them, that was, that was passed down to their children too. The word of God was passed down to their children. We, we, we don't even, we don't even understand the depth of that inheritance because in our, in our culture, we, we take inheritance so casually, you know, I mean, that's just reserved for a few it's reserved for the very wealthy. It's like inheritance is like, uh, you know, put on this pedestal in our, in our society. So, uh, but for them, it was life. Inheritance was life. You know, um, I, said this earlier, I, I think that we can, um, we can learn a lot about what, you know, what the, what Jesus talks about when he's talking about inheriting the kingdom of God, um, by paying attention to the way inheritance worked in the old Testament. And realizing then too, it strikes me as you're talking how it, the material aspect of it was I mean, a part of it, but it's, it wasn't the primary part of it. Um, there was just so much more to it mm -hmm. um, about receiving from your family to carry on what has been promised by God to your family. Part of the reason I think we take it for granted is because we're on the other side of the cross where we have full access to God. Yeah. We, hear, we have the Holy Spirit. We can hear the promises. We can encourage one another with the things that God tells us. They didn't have that. Right. They didn't have that. And so passing on a promise from God, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a really interesting point. Well, and I think too, I mean, um, when I think of inheritance, I mean, it's always, we always think of it as a material thing, but that idea of carrying on, I think we even heard it in Ruth chapter four, carrying on the name of mm -hmm. of uh the family carrying on that that honor that sense of of family um and it just made me think about uh, in my own life what is it that i'm passing on and not some kind of legacy type thing like that i have something great to pass on but at the end of the day um what really struck me um, was I had a moment when, when my grandfather died uh, where I was in the room shortly after he passed away and we gathered all of his items uh, in the back of a car um, and then packed it up and then drove, drove off. And I thought um, there wasn't a lot to inherit from him. He, he, he didn't accumulate a lot. 
And over time, you know, you slowly kind of shed that off as you're getting older. But the greatest things we inherited from him were things like faith and character yeah, and integrity. Yeah. You know what I mean? The things you can't put in the back of a, a car. So I think what, when, when I hear you saying those things, I just feel really challenged by where, where, what are those things that I'm willing to be a holy risk taker for with my family, with my friends, the things that I would want people to, that I want to pass on to people around me. Yeah. That's what I loved about Ruth was that, you know, this was now her family. She took on that family name and, and she, she didn't take that lightly at all. You know, she was not passive in, in any of this. She initiated so much all for the sake of that family. And then later on when she had Obed, you know, what did the women of the town say to her? They said, wow, you know, your daughter-in-law, Naomi Ruth, it, she is better than seven sons. Think about that. Think about all the things that seven sons could pass down. But here's Ruth better than seven sons. Yeah. This is all about inheritance. And, and talking about the name, Steve, that reminded me of, um, you know, of Jesus. We're always singing about, you know, the name of Jesus, you know, and, and how important his name is. Well, his name was important or is important because, um, you know, that is, that is what we're talking about here, that name being passed down and, and Jesus being our kinsman redeemer. Um, I think that that, that connection there with Jesus is the name of Jesus is a big deal to us. You know, we, he's our, he's our kinsman. And the whole point of Jesus and, and, you know, we can kind of wrap up with this idea, the whole fact that Jesus is, um, you know, from the line of David, King David, I mean that, you know, uh, Mm. as kind of the promise and Ruth being in, and, and you brought this out um, by talking about this, like you hinted at it, you know, um, in the text uh, right at the end of how, talking about how Ruth yeah. and uh, Boaz had a son uh, named Obed and uh, who had a son named Jesse, who had a son named David, King David. And in Matthew chapter one, uh, in the genealogy, the lineage right at the beginning of Jesus, at the beginning of the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus, it says, starting in verse five, Solomon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. And then it goes on to talk about David, father of Solomon. And it goes on and on and on. And then it goes on to say, uh, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, Mary, the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. And you, in the whole lineage of Jesus, um, you find this tenacious Moabite woman, Ruth, um, and uh, it's, it's a phenomenal story in this inheritance that we have as a result. That's such a beautiful yes. story. Yes. What do you think, Thompson? Any, anything grab your attention from that? Yeah, I just, I'm thinking about being an heir uh, of Jesus and inheriting his name and all that that entails. Um, and I 
I, not to bring out too many different points, but I guess my mind is going, what are some of the things that I live as if I, I'm not an heir, I'm not an inheritor of such an enormous wealth. I, I forget all the things that I've inherited, I guess. Um, so we are tr truly children grafted in of this long, rich lineage and heritage, and therefore we've inherited all of the promises that God has given to all of these great um, forefathers of our faith, starting from a Abraham all the way on down, and um, to just realize that we are we are continuing to, well, and that would go back to your point, Steve, we're not only continuing to inherit so much wealth, into spiritual wealth, um, character wealth, um, but we're passing those things along as well. So I don't know. I'm just kind of in awe of that. And my mind went to uh, Galatians 3, for you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. So that's what I was just, what was resonating with me. Well, we've got to wrap up our time. Christine, would you uh, close us off? It was great having you speak this past Sunday. Thanks for sharing that teaching and Tom's for you sharing that podcast on Monday. And uh, Christine, would you be able to close us off in prayer? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jesus, uh, we are as always in awe of you. Um, just to know that, that we are your children, that we are your, um, your choice of, of, um, who you want to pass, uh, all of your goodness onto is amazing. Um, that, that all we have to do is reach out to you, God, and that you, you pull us into the family, graft us into the family is, is unbelievable. God, help us live in that. Help us live in the idea of the inheritance as being part of your family. And, and God, would you help us with any obstacles, move any obstacles that are, are um, keeping us from um, learning more about this, from, from changing, from, from rethinking um, uh, anything that we've uh, grasped onto that would be holding us back from a, a deeper walk with you. Uh, we love you and uh, we praise your holy name. Amen. 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 You guys all have a great week. See ya.